Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, the podcast dedicated to all things spirituality and self-improvement. Today we are going to be talking about a topic that I think is really important, and that is fear of rejection. Why does it happen? How does it affect our relationships as adults? And how can we fix it? That is a really important topic, and I know it's one that a lot of people struggle with because if you're listening to my podcast, you probably, chances are, grew up with a very chaotic environment. I know that I am a child of divorce, and although I feel like my parents did their absolute best and they tried very hard, it's not easy to be a parent. And as kids, when things happen around us that we don't understand, we often process it in a way like we don't have coping skills. And so we develop these coping skills that although help us when we're kids, as adults, they end up keeping us stuck. And we can end up in these cycles where we're always attracting the wrong kind of people or we're putting up armor. We're afraid to attract people into our lives because we're afraid we're going to get hurt. I think this is such an important topic. And in our Patreon group the other night, we had a live and we were discussing facing fears. We were all talking about, we were going to name a fear we needed to face. and We were going to work on eliminating that fear. And this topic came up because the fear of being vulnerable and allowing people in came about. And several of the people in that group said, well, we're afraid of going out and making really close friendships because we're afraid of getting hurt. And that really resonated with me because when I thought about it, I thought, yeah, you know what? I have a lot of friends, but they're not. I only have a few that are really, really close that I would consider people I would share my deepest, darkest thoughts with because I don't trust a lot of people. And I said, one thing I think is really hard if you're an empath and you're highly sensitive It's hard to make friends sometimes because you can see people's true energy. You can see their true intentions, and it's not always good. So I think that's one reason. But I found this really, really amazing article, and it talks about the fear of rejection. And so after reading it, I thought I really need to do a podcast episode about this because it's just an amazing topic. And when we were talking in our Patreon group about it, I thought, oh my gosh, this showed up just in time. It literally fell into my lap two days after we were talking about it. And I know it's something that everyone needed to hear. So the thing is, when you have a fear of rejection, oftentimes we overread situations. So one of the first things you have to ask yourself, because this is really important, you have to ask yourself, and we need to know the difference between being rejected and feeling like we're rejected. Because oftentimes as kids, we felt like we were being rejected when we really weren't. Um, Our parents might have been busy and they just couldn't. They didn't have time to sit down with us for something. We weren't really being rejected. I mean, our parents didn't say like, I don't love you and I'm rejecting you. But that's what it felt like to us as kids. And so we might have experienced a sense of shame or sadness Maybe you've experienced this as an adult. Maybe you meet somebody new and you want to see if they're free to go grab a drink or something. And then maybe they say, oh, I can't. And you take that as rejection. Oh, this person doesn't really want to hang around with me. But maybe 
this person is a mom and they're really busy and they've got all of these things going on. It doesn't necessarily mean they don't want to be around you, but perhaps you're perceiving it and you're feeling extremely vulnerable and sensitive to this. Oftentimes, neutral responses from people or neutral reactions are perceived as rejection because neutrality indicates that, oh, well, this person isn't really that interested in me. They don't really value my friendship. And that's often not the case, too. So if somebody responds to you and anything other than enthusiasm, you take it as rejection. And I have a perfect example for this because when I was dating someone one time, he would text me and say, hey, do you want to go grab dinner on Friday? And I would say, sure. I would just type sure. And that was it. And in my mind, I was saying, sure. And in his mind, he was reading it as a text as sure. And there was a huge difference. So because I didn't put a smiley face emoji behind it or an exclamation mark, he kept thinking like I was not very enthusiastic about going to dinner. And in my mind, to me, sure says, yeah, absolutely. But I didn't realize other people don't see sure. And I didn't even see it at all. And when he confronted me about it, I had to laugh because I, th I thought, okay, this is just an example of miscommunication. So from then on, I always answer everything with sure. And from now on, I always put an exclamation mark behind it to know like, not sure, like fine or K. That to me, that's the one that I cannot stand as K because I know like if I'm texting back and forth with my brother and he's mad at me, he'll write K. And that's the one thing I hate. But I know a lot of people just do it because they're busy. And you have to understand we all have different languages, if that makes sense. For some people, they're so close with their family, they can text certain things and they get in the habit of doing that and they understand the meaning of their text. And texting is just so difficult to understand anyway sometimes, and that's what we've become, that it can be easily misinterpreted. So if you, if I just write K, I would be horrified by that and think, oh my gosh, they're so mad. And maybe somebody just said I was in a hurry, so I just put K. So we often will read too much into what someone says, and then we're too afraid to say, what did you mean by that? Luckily for me, he actually confronted me and said, what did you mean by sure? It just sounds like, uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, I said, I'm so sorry. That is not at all what I meant. But miscommunication is really a common theme. And so we might be reading too much into the situation. So you have to act as a detective and ask yourself those questions and also be willing to ask the person hey, you know, when you say sure, it sounds like you don't really want to do something. We have to be able to stand up for ourselves. And that can be difficult for a lot of people too. But it's important to really be detective and find out, are we just communicating in different ways? Or am I really getting turned down? Because sometimes that's, that's the thing. And if you're in a relationship with someone and you find that out, it's okay to say, hey, when you text me, can you please add something to it so that I know you're like, it's hard to read text messages. You know, it's hard to tell someone's tone and meaning. Can you make that a little more clear? I think for the most part, a lot of people would say, sure. Yes, I would. I would absolutely be willing to do that. And if they're not, I mean, you know, you might just have to learn how to interpret 
who someone is and they're texting. But I think for most people, they're willing to meet you halfway. And for you to understand, hey, we just have a different type of communication style, which is very common. Everyone is going to have their own style. It's also important to train your brain to see the positive in every encounter. Rejection can be a self-fulfilling prophecy if you're looking for all of the signs that point to you that there are red flags, you're going to see them. And yes, it's important to be aware, but not everything is a red flag. But if you have a fear of rejection, you may be instantly looking for everything as a red flag. And I know I used to do this myself and it didn't help because I would have people around like, well, if he took that long to respond, he must not be that into you which is just don't say that to people, like let them figure things out. On the other side, if you're looking for things that show you that you're valued and appreciated, you will start seeing those things as well too. A lot of things really do come down to differences in love languages. That's really what it's all about. People grew up in different households and in some people were shown demonstrative love. And so they in turn do that to other people. And for others, they weren't shown that. And so they're not maybe overly demonstrative. And that's something you really have to understand when we're dealing with people. But it can be really hard. And this is what I'm talking about. There's a little work that's involved in this. And if you're not willing to put in the work, then you're not going to get the results you want because you're going to instantly just say, well, this person doesn't want to be around me and you're just going to walk away. It's important that you find people who make you feel loved and accepted. Sometimes you may leave a situation and you feel rejected, but you don't recognize it in the moment. But afterwards, if you have people that you can kind of take a step back and say, okay, you're an objective third party. Here's what I'm feeling. Here's what happened. What do you think? It's important to have people you can go to and that you can trust It's important to be able to look at a situation objectively because sometimes our feelings are so overwhelming and we get so upset, but we're not thinking with our logical or rational brain. And if you have been trained your whole life to be overly sensitive to things, and I'm not saying that your feelings aren't valid, I'm just saying that sometimes we react to situations based on past experiences. It's like wearing those glasses You know, you wear glasses through life and every experience you have puts a fingerprint or a smudge on the glasses. So when you're seeing something, sometimes your perception is distorted because you're looking through those glasses that have fingerprints all over them. And if you can wipe off those fingerprints, right, if you can look at something not from your own experience, but from a neutral place, you'll sometimes see, oh, you know, maybe I was overreacting to that. And again, do that detective work. Oh, they said that they were working and had something come in and they couldn't get away from their desk. That happens. You get busy. There will be days when I'm dealing with cleaning my house and my phone is charging in another room and I go in and I see that I've missed like three calls and then I call my sister back or my brother, whoever's called me and I apologize. You know, I'll say, I'm so sorry. I wasn't ignoring you. I was in the other room cleaning and I just got wrapped up in the cleaning and I didn't even hear the phone ring or sometimes my ringer is on silent. I'll be honest. I have to turn it off during the day when I'm at school and I don't always remember to turn it back on. So maybe there is a logical explanation. So try to figure this out and 
focus your energy more on people who appreciate you. And if you do see a pattern, you know, you can limit your time around people you think might be not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated because we do deserve to have people respect us. And the truth is you are going to get rejected. It happens. It's just a part of life, but you need to stop taking it so personally. If at work you get passed over for a promotion, really ask yourself, like, is there anything that I could have done better in order to get that promotion? Sometimes it just comes down to timing. Or if you get dumped in a relationship, that is the perfect opportunity for you to ask yourself, okay, what, how did I show up in that relationship? What could have been better? Is there anything I could have improved upon? Take it as constructive and not, I'm a horrible person, that's why they don't like me, because that's not it at all. The thing is, we are living in a society where people are trying to get their own needs met. And if what we're giving them isn't meeting their needs, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not capable or we're not adequate. It's that they have different needs that maybe we can't meet because it's just not who we are. And we should not take that as personal rejection. We should take that as, okay, we weren't the right fit. This wasn't the right match. Was there anything I could learn from it? Okay, if not, just it just wasn't the right fit then move on from it. I know that it seems hard to say, I can't take it personally, but we are living in a society where people will ghost you now and they just stop talking to you because they can. And it's easier for them. A person who is emotionally mature will take the time to say, hey, this isn't working out. Someone who's not will just ghost because they don't want to have to deal with feeling bad for making you feel bad. And the thing is, it's it's okay to say, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this relationship. I don't want this job. I don't want this. You don't want to trap people somewhere where they don't feel like they're getting their needs met or they're not happy. But an emotionally mature person should be able to say, hey, I don't want to be in this relationship. And yeah, you might get your feelings hurt and you may say, oh, I put all of this time in this, but that's their right to say that. We have to stop taking everything so personally. Sometimes it isn't about you, it's about the other person. They're unhappy. Maybe they don't know what they want. They're looking for something. Or maybe in this job, they thought that somebody else was a better fit. It's not always a personal thing. And we need to look at things objectively more often and say, okay, so this didn't work out, but I'm going to try to find people that I can surround myself with who make me feel good or find a job where I feel good. Maybe that is an indication that where you are isn't a good fit and it's time to move on to something better. That's okay too. It's always a learning experience. That's the thing. All of it is learning and it's causing you to open yourself up to expand your world, and to expand your identity. Let's say you write a book and then you take it to an agent and they don't like it. The first five don't like it. And I mean, that's what happened to me. Like when I wrote my book, the first few people were like, no. But then the next person said, yeah, I absolutely love this book. I don't even normally publish adult books, but I love this and I want to get it published. You have to find the right fit. And there's so many different types of people out there, so many different types of jobs. Sometimes we're just the wrong fit. 
Stop taking it so personally. And instead, you know, if you're wrapping yourself up in this whole identity of this is who I am, that's a problem, no matter what it is. If you're just someone's mom or you're just someone's wife or you're just a teacher or a lawyer or a doctor and that's your whole identity, you need to expand your identity. Where it, It's all about that. It's about learning and growing and finding new things. So go out and try to find new interests, you know, go out and don't wrap yourself up so much in this identity. Like if you tell yourself all I am is this, and then that thing is taken away from you, then what do you have? We really have to look at that. And I have a personal story for this. When my mom retired, like most people when they retire, they're so happy and it's such a joyful day. I will never forget this. My mom was so depressed. We had this party for her. We had all of these retirement things and she was angry. She was downright angry that she retired She didn't want to quit teaching. That was her whole identity. She was a teacher. And she struggled a long time after that. And she kept teaching as a sub up until she got sick because she didn't know anything else. You have to expand your horizons. That can't be your only identity. It really can't. So an activity or an exercise that you can do, and we're going to do this in our Patreon group, is to write what you love about yourself. We're going to write love letters to ourselves and we're going to think of all of these positive affirmations that we can elevate our self-worth. Because if you love yourself, that rejection doesn't bother you as much. And I know you don't believe me. I know you're sitting there going, whatever, liar. But it's true. If you love yourself truly and you appreciate yourself and you know all of the good things about yourself, when someone else rejects you, you don't take it as personally. The, that's what we're going to work on. So, And really, when I say, how can you fix this? Loving yourself more is how you fix this. And that's why I created the 10-Day Intensive Self-Love Course, because I wanted people to be able to learn to work on that self-love. And that's what we're doing in our Patreon group, too, because I want people to be able to do that, because that's how you work through that fear of rejection. When you see through the lies, because really what we're telling ourselves is lies, we're saying, we're not good enough. That person didn't like me because I wasn't good enough which is not true. I didn't get that job because I wasn't good enough. Not true. Those are lies you tell yourself. We have to be detectives and really see through them. Is that rational or logical? No, it's not. Because if it were, you'd never have a relationship. You'd never have a job. You'd never have this. It's not true. It's not rational. It's not logical. So you've got to figure out what you love about yourself and work on that. And that's what we're going to do. And I wanted to pull some cards to kind of help us go along with this. And you cannot make this up because the messages came from Angela Rose's deck. And the first one that came out is fear is a lie. And it's true. It's the fear that's telling you that you're being rejected. It's important to know that most of us think we're not enough or we're too much. You're not alone in this feeling. Most of us also feel scared of trying new things terrified of life not working out, or afraid we won't succeed. If you're feeling any of these things, you are normal. But I am here to tell you that these are fears and they are not true. If you have an idea or feeling about something or a dream, it's for you. Are you going to let fear dictate your life or are you willing to step into your greatness? The action that goes with this card is to name your fears. And that's what we worked on in our Patreon group. Name your fears. What are they? Have a releasing ceremony, tear up the page or burn it safely. 
If you feel afraid, confront your fears. The mantra that goes with this card is, today I will confront my fear and stand in my power. I always used to say, if I'm afraid of it, it's something I have to do. There's a reason that fear comes in. And then you have, take the leap. Don't wait a second longer to do the thing or take the action on your dream. You are ready now. There will never be a perfect time. Create your own time, jump in, and take the big scary leap. The action that goes with this card is create the time now to do what has been calling you. Get out your calendar. Actually schedule this in. You can do it. The mantra that goes with this card is I was made for this. I am ready now. And then you have meet the universe halfway. Are you willing to say yes to your life? Are you willing to put down the excuses? It may feel uncomfortable to do something unknown. It is so worth it. Trust in the unseen. There is something magical waiting for you to say yes to so it can show up for you. When you meet the universe halfway, it will support you and fill the other half. Don't worry about how. Leave that for the universe. The action that goes with this card is take a risk and take one small step in the direction of your dreams. Maybe you look at the class list. Maybe you go and you sign up for a dating app. Whatever it is, take that risk. Courage is bravery. There is magic in the unknown. And then you have miracle mindset. Have immeasurable faith and full dedication towards your dreams. Our thoughts create our feelings. Our feelings create our actions. Our actions create our reality. What thoughts would your highest self be thinking, feeling, or doing to live your best life? What is your dream? What do you get lost in time doing? Meditate on this feeling. Lean into your dreams. And the mantra that goes with this card is, I have faith and trust that my dreams are unfolding perfectly for me. And your last card is forgiveness. Who do you need to forgive? Is it yourself or another? We are all doing the best we can with the knowledge we know. By forgiving, we set ourselves free from the past. The action that goes with this card is, what was the gift that came from the past experience? How did you grow from it? Write it down, then bless it and release it. The mantra that goes with this card is my life is unfolding for me. I am not defined by my past. I forgive myself and others. I I see myself and set them free. All right. I love those messages and it is so true. Time to do that inner work. No need to fear rejection because if you are being who you truly are, you can't reject yourself You will always be there for yourself. You can trust yourself. It's learning how to love yourself more so that you can trust yourself more. Join us in our Patreon group for the $10 monthly membership because that's what we're going to be working on. We're going to start doing that. We're going to write love letters to ourselves. We're going to work on that self-love and trust. All right, guys, I hope you have a beautiful week. As always, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.